program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. Lingering within the digital hinterlands of the internet, there is a nation of peoples who, by some accounts, are peaceful-minded Christians seeking to discuss the fulsome tenets of their religion with fellow devotees. By other accounts, this digitized nation represents a shadow army of theocrats plotting a violent overthrow of secular society. Welcome to Desnat, a so-called nation that is not what it seems. We'll uncover its many controversies in our feature. And seeing as October is here, we'll try our hands at prognostication. What other surprises does the future have in store for us? How will 2020 actually end? Will it end? We'll let you in on our predictions in our Far Off Tomorrow segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi from the unceasing waking nightmare for which we are all merely her projections. And because he forgot to set up his message forwarding this week, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. And instead of asking you how your day was, Jax, I'm actually going to ask you a pop question. Oh, shit. Yeah, here it goes. Okay. For what insane reason is Lindsay Lohan being sued for $400,000? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Because there could be a million reasons why Lindsay there, Lohan there would could, be. There could. I mean, a million reasons. Did she... Um, oh, boy. Uh, hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I could speculate. Give me your speculation. I'm going to guess that she had a sexual encounter with someone and it went poorly. (laughs) That is wrong. (laughs) Tiwi, would you like to uh, try your hand at what this could possibly be? A book that she didn't deliver. Oh my gosh, Tiwi knows! How does that... (laughs) Oh, come on, that's weak. Yes, I know. But it's also insane because what publisher wants a book from Lindsay Lohan? Um, so the story is publisher Harper Collins is suing Lindsay Lohan for nearly $400,000, claiming the actress never delivered a manuscript for a book deal struck over six years ago. Uh, they actually pulled out of the contract and said, okay, give us our money back. And she just, she just hasn't given the money back. So uh, Lindsay Lohan back in the news. She's my girl. Boom. I'm so happy. So two questions. Yeah. One, does she have $400,000 to give them back? <laughs> no. Two, can she write? No. That's, that's, I mean, those are all the questions like I would have for the guy who gave her the contract in the first place. Like, what are you thinking? I guess why she could would have you, hired a ghostwriter. Yeah. Ghostwriter, I mean, ghostwriter. But why would you give her an advance? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. She exactly. can't get, she can't do anything. Hire the ghostwriter. She's not. She's going to put it up her nose. Everyone knows that. I think yeah. she, didn't she like open um, a hotel in Greece? Yeah. She had a, a, a reality TV show about that too. That was not very And it good. closed down the, the hotel. Yeah. It was, uh, it was all, it was all a mess, but that's just what she brings to the table. That's why she will forever have my heart. Um, and so. now she's, isn't she in uh, the United Arab Emirates? Is she? Yeah, I think she lives there, and she was, like, shilling their, like, 
government directed COVID line. <laughs> it was oh, weird. God. It was weird. Hey, she goes where the money is, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Lindsay. Uh, what do you mean, poor Lindsay? She's a survivor. Look at that. She's still good. I, I mean, I didn't know she still had work. Resilient. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Good for her. All right. So, uh, yeah, th- let's move on to our feature conversation. <laughs> Our feature explores another facet of what seems to be a burgeoning right-wing militancy in the U.S. There are some out there on the disaffected left that don't believe that narrative. They think it's a form of moral panic designed to stir the imaginations of cringing left-coast liberals. So I wanted to start off by asking each of you about the current state of right-wing extremism, at least from your point of view. Are right-wingers becoming more violent, or is this just all in our heads? And I will start with you, Tiwi. Are they becoming more violent? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I don't think so. I think they've always been the same. I think maybe they're being a little more, they're peacocking a little more, but um, I don't know that their nature has ever changed. All right. Uh, Jax, what do you think? Do you think that uh, violence in the, the right wing is on the rise or is it just kind of a bullshit story that's no i don't think it's a bullshit story i do I, I also don't know that it's on the rise but i certainly agree that um they're sort of a little freer to spread their wings and uh <laughs> raise their hand to hitler um, yeah, with, exactly. with, a, with a little less um people rejecting that and getting mad at them so yeah, they're just more open about it. It would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I the FBI uh, just came out and said that right wing violence is actually the number one threat out there in the, in the domestically. So uh, it's interesting that both of you think that it's kind of like meh, not really there. No, I think that it's. There. I mean, I think it's. I just there. don't think that it's, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know that it's worse, but I think it's certainly there. And I think right wing violence has been a problem for a long time. I mean, yeah. But uh, you know, with the leftists finally getting out of their houses and saying enough, uh, we're gonna march, and then people showing up with guns, uh, certainly that is a brew that is pretty toxic. That's interesting point of view and i i, I want to that'll, that'll be important for the feature because uh it's all about the right wing and a, a rise in violence so uh let's dive in eldritch horrors bizarre cults and the insane acts of their demented followers are the topics we explore when we investigate god's ugly children the thing has no name or it needs no language Twisted, half-human monstrosities stalk the flesh-ridden halls, protecting their gestating god. As hashtags go, Desnat is kinda shit. It sounds vaguely like either a covert Russian special forces unit or an abbreviation for an as-yet-undefined hazardous material. But would you know, Desnat has everything to do with Mormon nationalism of a sort. Desnat stands for Deseret Nation, and according to its proponents, that does not mean nationalism in the fascistic political sense. Rather, it's more like Raider Nation or Brony Nation. It's a fandom for conservative Mormons to toss around fun memes and flex their piety. But to those on the fringe of Mormon culture, 
Desnat has become symbolic of a growing radicalization within the church. Many progressive Mormons fear that the Desnat subculture is growing into a right-wing crazy factory that might one day become violent. And when it does, they fear Desnat radicals will target them first. So, Jax, I pose this to you. You brought this to our attention. Uh, How did you come about hearing of Desnat? So, uh, I was a Mormon, grew up Mormon, and and, uh, I left the church when I was about 19. And, but that doesn't mean that you don't leave like the culture. And so you certainly have people who you're friendly with who are still LDS. Um, so I, <laughs> someone sent me a link that was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, um, it was, you know, just like the hashtag, uh, Desnat on Twitter, and I was just like, oh, my God, finally, there are there's like the alt right Mormons like they're here. Um, okay. So that's sort of how. And then you dive down that rabbit hole and you find out that they're, um, you know, calling out the Prague Mormons like the Progmos, which are the progressive Mos. <laughs> right. And yeah. So like, you know, there's people on BYU's campus who are like, no, we should we don't need to have this like strict honor code. And if you're not familiar with the honor code at BYU, it's like insane, you know, and and it's very like an insular community. People like rat each other out uh, if, if there are girls staying in like a guy's uh, apartment beyond like nine o'clock, you'll, you, they will rat you out hundred percent, wow. but there's like this growing, um, progressive movement in the LDS church and in particular on BYU's campus. So I, I sort of noticed that there's a lot of reaction to the progmos from the Desnat people. And it's, <laughs> it's insane. Question though, because the, the terms are pretty b- bizarre. After kind of like I, I went through this article that you sent me, and it's just chock full of weird jargon. And yeah. were you familiar <laughs> with all of that stuff? Like, because because like there's like there's progmo, but then there's like apostma or or mo apostate or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And because you're an apostate, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So like I'm screwed. Like if if Mormon if Mormon God is is where it's at, like I'm in big trouble. Um, you guys are fine, but I'm up the creek. So, yeah, because you, you told me this once that you go to a place called Outer Darkness. Like we can go to, I guess, hell, but you go to a place worse called no, Outer Darkness. No, like Mormons for the most part don't believe in hell. Like Outer Darkness is basically hell. Um, oh. Now, certainly they do believe in hell, but it's sort of like hell is a concept where uh, it's it's kind of like um, being removed from uh, the light that is Jesus Christ and God is that's hell. very much what the uh, Vatican uh, now parades out as hell is that you are that you self-deny God and so that's hell is that you 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 uh, stay away from from his light and that's yeah which is which just so fucking like, lame yeah that's lame and but I mean like what Mormons believe is that you're you know if you go to outer darkness um and you can't even if you wanted to, you couldn't obtain the light. 
Um, you guys, however, being never involved in the church, you will go to a level of heaven. There are three levels of heaven. Mm. Um, so you'll go to a level of heaven. It'll just be like the lowest level of heaven. So I feel like I'm at um, it right now. I feel like this <laughs> is the, I mean, it's not hell, but it's also not like paradise. It's just like, yes, yeah, existence. So I guess I'll be reincarnated into this, into the simulation. Well, uh. no. So like Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon faith, saw that kingdom of heaven. And he said that if uh, people saw what I saw, uh, they would kill themselves just to get to that place because it's so great. So it's dark. Yeah. So <laughs> like. You guys are great. You guys are in good shape. All right. Well, but yeah, like all the jargon, the jargon is fantastic. I mean, it's like, um, you know, it's progmo, exmo, antimo, yep. and like apostates, uh, or all the kind of like, I guess the, the, the regular themes that come up in Desnat, uh, like takedowns or whatever. Yeah. Antimo but, uh, is obviously clearly what, you know, people who hate Mormonism, exmos, I guess are you, but then apostates are different though, because you're an apost- you're an apostate because you've comp- you not only have left Mormonism, but you are very you don't like it. Or, or explain what how, how do you become no, an apostate? No, like I'm, I'm an apostate because I left Mormonism. Like I rejected the faith. I know what the faith is. Like I've I was a priesthood holder, and I have subsequently left the faith. So I'm an apostate. Um, so that's it. It's that's all. That's all you got to do to become an apostate. Oh, um, but like some of the some of the imagery that they use, for example, is um, like apostates. Uh, you get the knife, or um, but hey, kid, want to blood atone some apostates? So like that's an old okay. callback to Brigham Young time, second prophet of the Mormon Church, who believed in blood atonement, which is essentially like there are some sins such as leaving the leaving the faith that can only be atoned for by spilling a person's blood. So like apostates are wary of these people because they're <laughs> actively saying like, Hey, we want to stab you in the face. Obviously getting back to Desnat and Brigham Young really comes up a lot with, with Desnat because he's the one that actually founded the word, I guess the Deseret. Cause that was a so- supposedly the, the state he wanted to create for Mormons and he was going to call it Deseret, but that never actually became fulfilled. So, but it still exists now in Mormon culture and it shows up like Deseret news. And I feel like there was a, a several stores when I was in yeah. Idaho, like the Deseret, Deseret industries is, yeah. is there like thrift store. Yeah. With all that being said about blood atonement and Brigham Young being a violent Bowie knife carrying crazy person who wants to kill apostates. Um, do you think Desnat is actually a scary thing or is it just flexing? Is it just these guys just talking shit about, Hey, you want to go blood atone somebody? I mean, it's easy to talk on Twitter, right? Yeah. I, I think that things like this are always going to be a little bit disconcerting to me because I mean, like the militia movement, let's just pick the militia movement. Like you can cosplay as a, as GI Joe on the weekends and like no big deal. You go hang out with your friends, you drink some beers, you shoot some guns, learn some tactical training, whatever. It's cool. But there's always going to be some asshole who goes and blows up the federal building in Oklahoma City and like ruins it for everybody. Right. So the problem with Desnat in my mind is Mormonism has a very long history of bullshit 
when it comes to violence. So Mountain Meadow Massacre, the other September 11th in the United States, where what was previously the largest terrorist uh, incident that happened in the United States um, before September 11, 2001. Interesting. Um, Never even heard of it. Tiwi, have you heard about this? No. Interesting. Get the All fuck right. out of here. You guys haven't heard of Mountain Meadow Massacre? <laughs> no. No. Hey, who, who writes history? Who writes history? Well, the Mormons do. And they erase it, apparently, yeah, they, too. Yeah, they erase the shit out of it. Uh, so Mountain Meadow Massacre, um, the LeBaron family, which is a which was a, uh, a polygamous group that, that, that did some horrible uh, murders, the the... Oh God! What is his name? The guy who bombed people in Salt Lake City, um, who wrote he, Date Hoffman, Hoffman, and then uh, another person, another group of guys who uh, brothers who cut who 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 stabbed a couple of people and, and killed a couple of people, um, and then the Elizabeth Smart thing. Like, there's all these people who. Mormonism has touched them in some way. They feel this need that they're, they feel like they're uh, getting this sign from God that they've got to go kill people or they've got to like, I don't know, take 60 wives. And that sign from God is obviously just, that's the problem with Mormonism is there's this notion that um, you can get personal revelation from Jesus and God. uh, and, And usually well, in situations like this, personal revelation is like, yeah, go kill people. Go kill these people. You're going to be great. It's it's because I want you to. So I become concerned when I see people like wielding knives on camera and like threatening to blood atone people because Mormonism has this lengthy history of of um, religious violence. But who gets atoned? Like the person who dies? Yeah. Oh, so kind of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to like slit my throat, mm-hmm. like my, my, maybe my apostasy would be like taken care of. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I, it's kind of off the Desnat thing, but it is kind of about the, I guess, inherent violence that's, that's submerged. Within the the corpus of Mormonism, um, but it, you you once told me about the one mighty and strong. That there's a prophecy. It's kind of their their, their version of a yeah. like an end times tale where there will be a guy who shows up and he's the the one mighty and strong that will, I guess, unify the world and I guess bring Mormonism to a new age. Um, and the complication with that is that uh, there have been many people who have claimed to be the one mighty and strong, and they're usually very fucking violent. Yeah, so like that's that's the problem. That's sort of what I was touching on. Like um, the guys who I couldn't remember their names uh, is Dan and Ron Lafferty, and they were profiled by John Krakauer in Under the Banner of Heaven, and which is a great book. If you haven't read it, feel free read it. It's great. Um, so. The one mighty and strong is basically like the world is coming, is going to shit. The constitution is hanging by its thread. The one mighty and strong is going to show up and like fix it, like take care of it, sort of be the revolutionary that ushers in um, God's kingdom. The problem is that I think Mormons, modern Mormons really reject these older theories about their their faith because it sounds fucking crazy 
And they don't want to be crazy. They want to be like regular old Christian, white bread Christian people. Um, but then the people who are like, hell yes, we need the one mighty and strong are the ones who typically become the one mighty and strong. I've been told by God that I am the one mighty and strong. And so I'm going to bomb your car. <laughs> uh, I mean, at the same time, like how much of this is just a psychopath just finding, I don't know, an excuse. He's already, I mean, no matter what, he's going to like bomb someone or kill somebody or massacre a family. Uh, it's just like, so happens that, Oh, he's now has a little bit of an architecture, psychic archi- architecture that is able to kind of frame his violence. I mean, I feel like is is, is Mormonism, I guess, more susceptible to that kind of violence or is it just no everyone has psychos in their group yeah i i mean i think it's more susceptible that's just my opinion but i think it's more susceptible there's a lot of mormon there's a like i don't know that you can say lutherans for example since the 1850s 1830s I don't think you can say the Lutherans since the 1830s have, in the name of God, like just taken out hundreds of people. I don't think you can say that. Mormons, you can absolutely say that about. You can absolutely say that about. Modern day Mormonism, you can say that about. Like people get ingrained in Mormonism. They get ingrained with this notion that you will have personal revelation from God. God will talk to you. and. Some people take that poorly and ultimately react in a way that's violent. Do you know if this has any like fingers in the fundamentalist sect or is this pretty much because that's 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 ultra conservative, right? Because this this is more of a mainstream conservatism. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's the mainstream group basically trying to have an all right in the mainstream group. Yeah, the fundamentalists are, are very hidden. They're not going to BYU. The fundamentalists are not in BYU. They're not. Um, you don't. You will not know a fundamentalist member of the church. You just won't because they don't. Either a, they don't tell you that they're a fundamentalist. So, the fundamentalists are not. If you're, they're not like adhering to. I, I just adhere to the doctrine as it's written. The fundamentalists reject basically everything since Utah was was made a state, which is essentially the outlaw of polygamy. Being a polygamist is grounds for like instant excommunication. So you don't get people who are openly polygamist in you know strolling around through the through the church house. So you would never know. I mean it, it would be it would be a coup if you found out that there was that your neighbor was a polygamist just doesn't happen i guess jp bellum is considered he's a guy who created the hashtag desnat um and honestly uh other than just kind of just his the typical right wing kind of reactionary tweets i'm not saying seeing anything here that i mean obviously it's 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 very fulsome it's very like oh chauvinistic and stuff like that but it doesn't seem to be particularly heinous um or anything I wouldn't expect Ted Cruz to say. So I don't know where, and I guess, uh, I don't know. I, what about Desnat is alarming? I guess it's the, yeah, the Bowie think, knives. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, I think it's the violence and the Bowie knives, to be honest with you. I mean, I, and then I, I also think that it's the um, intolerance. So 
there's there they are openly being hostile towards people who are pro-gay, open to having gay marriage involved in the church. They're they're openly hostile towards that group. Anti-trans um, women need to be in in the home. Here's the thing, and this is uh, my hot take. Uh, but why do progressives want to be part of a, a, obviously a culture or a religion that is so hostile to their existence? Like, why not just fuck off and say, okay, you know what? You guys can have your shithole of a religion. We're going to create something and we're going to call it Mormonism. And we ha- might have the same books, but we're just going to say fuck off to all you. Why do are there people trying to transform something when they're clearly not wanted? Leaving Mormonism is like losing a family member, if not losing a bunch of family members. The amount of friends that I lost when I left is staggering. I lost my marriage. You know, it was probably not going great anyway, but regardless, it didn't help that I was not LDS and she was. Um, I haven't seen my kid in a long time, in a long time largely because I'm not LDS. So it's hard for people to take that step and be like, you know what? I'm going to cut ties with everything I know. Right. And everything you know can also mean your job. It can also mean your fan, like I said, your family, your friends. I mean, you know, it, it sucks. It sucks leaving that. I mean, I would do it. I would still do it because it's not worth it. But, um, It'd be nice to see my kid sometime in the next couple of years. I don't know if I will. Well, that answers the question because, I, I mean, uh, Tiwi and I grew up Catholic, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I was never really into it. And when I stopped going, no one gave two fucks where I went. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> they didn't know my name. They didn't know where I went. And they weren't looking for me. So... <laughs> Uh, so that explains that. So yes, it's that, and this does obviously, and I'm sure not the first one to make this connection, but it sounds pretty culty. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's super culty. Like um, the minute that you, I mean, I can remember expressing doubt as like a 15 year old, and people yelling at me to, in my face, like, and it, it makes no. There's no debate. There is no debate, and so the notion that there are progmos out there who are debating one i'm like you know do do it this is amazing um but then two i'm like you guys are brave as fuck i and i get it yeah i mean i guess it's 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 so tied into not just it's not just your identity it is your entire fan it's your family it's everything so yeah i was like yeah it does it does it's easier said than done to be like, all right, I'm going to pitch up my tent and I'm creating my own Mormon religion. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, that is fucking crazy. There's a few more things I want to actually talk about um, regarding Desnat and this uh, right-wing brand of, of Mormonism. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into a break first. What does the future hold? Some believe it's impossible to say, but for those with the gift of foresight, the signs and portents are all around us. As it happens, everyone present has just such a gift, and we'll share our glimpses into the future in our Far Off Tomorrow segment at the end of the show. 
But first, we will continue our conversation about the encroaching danger posed by the Deseret Nation, as well as UFO-inspired Grand Theft Auto and the suspicious circumstances behind the deaths of several leaders of the Ferguson Black Lives Matter protests. All that after the break. As of 2014, close to 23% of the U.S. population describes themselves as religiously unaffiliated. That is a tragedy. It means that there's millions of people out there without a God to call their own. But that's about to change. The designers at Argyle Plunder, makers of Drug Totem and Iowa's Cup Koozies, have launched Apothe Oasis, a first-of-its-kind custom God creation kit, a DIY home remedy for crafting your very own bespoke deity. Designed with the participation and guidance of all the leading hierophants from the most exclusive schools of ritual and thaumaturgy, Apothe Oasis is designed to bless you with a god perfectly suited for your personal outlook on life. If you sign up to purchase your own creation kit right now, you'll also receive the Sigils and Rituals God Training Manual for free. Why go through life wishing on a star or praying to the empty space above your bed? Why tolerate another day being a living example of what your parents' God hates? With the ease of carving a bar of soap, you could breathe life into your very own agent of days who will intercede on your behalf at a moment's notice. This is a being that perfectly matches your own virtues and will not hesitate to cast its vengeful wrath toward your enemies. This is more than that imaginary best friend your family pretend to visit on Sunday. This is a real deal. King of heaven, you can call your very own. All it takes is a little craftsmanship and a constant belief in devotion. Now's the time to start something new. Now is time to make a God that relates to you. All right, so let's continue our conversation about Desnat. Um, one of the characters or symbols of the movement is this dude named Porter Rockwell. He was known as the destroying angel of Mormondom. And I guess he was Joseph Smith's like right-hand man, um, just murking people. As legend goes, Joseph Smith told Rockwell that as long as he didn't cut his hair, no mortal would be able to wound him. Smith said, I prophesy in the name of the Lord that you, Orin Porter Rockwell, so long as ye shall remain loyal and true to thy faith, Need fear no enemy. Cut thy hair and no bullet or blade can harm thee. As a result, Rockwell was widely believed to have murdered scores of apostates and Smith's enemies and to have attempted to assassinate a Missouri governor. Uh, his famous line is, I never kill anyone who didn't need killing. Uh, so, Jax, uh, how familiar how familiar are you with Porter Rockwell, this fucking beast of a crazy person? Uh, you know, extremely familiar. I mean, he's he, I, I God, I hate to even say this. I'm going to, though. Um, my ex-wife, who I referenced earlier, named her first son Rockwell. So 
Um, (laughs) It's not that it's it's not that like he's an obscure figure in Mormondom. Like he is he is a well-known figure in Mormondom. Now, granted, he's not in any of the books because he wasn't a prophet. Um, His writings are nowhere to be found. But certainly if you take a slight dive into Mormon history, uh, Oren Porter Rockwell's name comes up almost immediately. So very well known. I'm surprised he has writings. He does not sound like a guy who takes like pen to paper very often. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that he does have writings. I'm just saying that he, um, he's easy to discover if you take a look like uh, people, okay. people he's well known. He's well known. So I have a question from that legend. Clearly he's running around with this giant hippie mop. Um, but how, how did he die? Or is he still out there roaming the hills? Uh, he, <laughs> let's just, I'm going to say he's probably still out there roaming the hills. <laughs> um, three Nephite style. So, um, no, he, he died of, I think like, uh, he died in Salt Lake, but I don't know of what. Not of bullets or knives? No, I think it was, I think he was old. I think he died of like, I don't know, natural, natural cause. I could be, but. Uh, I think he died of natural causes. We can look it up yeah. if you. Oh yeah, um, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Natural causes, June 9, 1878. <laughs> 1978. <laughs> I, I'm dyslexic. So 1878, <laughs> June 9th. Uh, all right. Well, good for him. And, and it looks like the photo. He still has some really long locks. Uh, he listened to the prophet Joseph Smith, and he lived a long, terrible, bloody life. Well done for him. So he's a hero. So he's he. It, it, it gets to get back to your your thesis that Mormonism valorizes these psychopaths. Really, this guy's. I mean, how how else can you call it? He's killing. Just he wants to kill everybody. He's a hero. He's a hero. And and they do their damnedest to sort of cover this up, but they do it in such such like a half hearted way. But it's like, oh, Rockwell, you know, we don't know anything about Porter Rockwell. Like, we don't know if he actually killed people. We have this vast library where we could see, but we're not going to let anybody look. So um, it's very similar to what they did with Mountain Meadow Massacre. Like Mountain Meadow Massacre, they enlisted. um, So there have been a couple of books written on it. um, And then... These three BYU professors were like, we have been given access to the vaults. And there was like a conference that used to happen every year in uh, northern Utah. And these prophets, uh, these prophets, these professors came to talk about Mountain Meadow Massacre this one year. I can't remember what year it was, like 2003. And they were like, we've been given access to the vaults. We have everything. The book is going to be amazing. And everybody was super stoked. And the book has yet to be released. So it's like, <laughs> I I have a feeling what they discovered was that Brigham Young was like, yeah, you need to kill that wagon train. All of them don't let anybody live. And um, yeah, they didn't need that to get published. 
And here's from Wikipedia for most of you who have never heard of the Mountain Meadow Massacre, uh, because apparently it's been very well covered up. As Jax did say, uh, it was the other September 11th because it actually happened September 7th through the 11th in 1857. It was a series of attacks which resulted in the mass murder of 120 members of the Baker Fancher immigrant wagon train at Mountain Meadows in southern Utah and was perpetrated by Mormon settlers belonging to the Utah Territorial Militia. After arriving in Salt Lake City, the Baker-Fancher party made their way south along the Mormon Road, eventually stopping to rest at a mountain meadows. While the emigrants were camped at the meadow, nearby militia leaders, including Isaac C. Haight and John D. Lee, made plans to attack the wagon. So yeah, they murdered between 120 and 140 people. So yeah. I've never heard of that in my entire life. So. It's crazy. And it's been completely covered up. One person punished for it, John D. Lee. Haven't we just forgotten pretty much all the bullshit that happened <laughs> in like 1857? Like, uh, it doesn't surprise me that I, maybe it's not a Mormon conspiracy and just a lack of caring for history. Because, I mean, I've driven past the little plaques, the little historic markers along, you know, God knows what road. You know, this is the site of so-and-so massacre. And like, okay, drive along. Um, why do you think this has, is such an important thing to remember? Uh, why, why, why is this a current thing that we need to, to remember? I don't know if it's a current thing that we need to remember, <laughs> but it's certainly like a moment in time where a huge amount of people, women, children, men, peaceful people just crossing the mountain uh, to head into California were killed by a group of Mormons. Did you grow up like <clears throat> in Utah? No. Okay. I'm just wondering because, like, <clears throat> I've heard about the Ward Massacre, which is like a nothing massacre if we're going to rate massacres. Um, also, as we should. As we should. My next podcast <laughs> <laughs> top, <laughs> top massacres <laughs> from 1000. But I only heard about it because it was part of the history of the state where I grew up. And I remember in California, in Californian history, we would learn about what was the the Donner Party. That was fun. Yeah, everybody learned about the Donner Party. Like, what's the difference between the Donner Party and these people? Donner Party ate people. Big deal. I mean, that's a big difference, though. <laughs> Is it well, though? <laughs> it, was, it was. One was circumstance, and one seems like a cold-blooded attack. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. One was uh, we all froze to death and started eating dead bodies. The other one was, hey, by the way, hi, is your name Jimmy? No, I'm John D. Lee, and I'm here to kill you. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I think it's a big bit of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. Uh, interesting, interesting. Um, I guess what's what, what are our conclusions then? Uh, obviously, you think Desna has something we should. Uh, keep an eye on or is this I don't know just posturing I think that I think it's probably something to keep an eye on if the Mormon leaders don't tamp down on it so if the Mormon leaders like signal to it it could be like the Mormon QAnon alt-right version that we do not want uh, for our brothers and sisters in Utah Idaho and Nevada tangent alert hey so that that uh, those kids that were murdered by their mother 
slash stepfather. Lori, Lori Vallow? Yes, yes. So they were Mormons. And apparently he was supposed to be some kind of fake prophet. And he was also like commanded to kill them. I'm telling so, you, it happens all just, the time. Just throwing that out there. It happens all the time. I feel bad. Where did you hear that they were Mormons? Because I heard that they were just like good old fashioned Christian. Oh no, they're Christians. they're straight up Mormons. I watched the Dateline episode about it because her friend was on there and she describes. Well, she was like kind of embarrassed, and I gotta say, she's like egg all over her face when she's like talking about this stuff. Because you're like, why would you? The I forgot who interviewed her, but he he or she was like. And why would you believe this? <laughs> and she tries to explain it. And you're kind of just like, mm, <laughs> that's weak. But he apparently, he, the whole way they met was just, he was married to another woman. They were both Mormons. Both couples were Mormon couples. They were in the same circle of people. And they did these like weird, I shouldn't judge, these kind of like, I don't know, Mormon get together things where they sold things, I think. Mm-hmm. Like called a swap meets, Tupperware swap party meets. or yeah. type thing, I think. I don't know. But they would also like read the Bible. And he was like well known as, I don't know. You should watch the Dateline episode. But either way, they were Mormons. And then they formed this like private, like secret group based around him as the leader. And they would like do things under his command. Right, and, I think that comes down to like yeah. the the pro the men can be prophets and they get words the words of God. But he also com- he combined a lot of weird shit, which I don't know I don't know what the tenets of Mormonism say about prophecy. But he he had this whole idea about where he could see auras and he thought that demons could inhabit people. And once that happened, they they became zombies. But um, is that that unusual for, when you look at any of these like fringe people from any religion? They always say crazy shit. Like, they're always about, like, demons doing weird things. And if the people are naysayers, they're obviously just evil SPs. You know, it's just. Listen, right. When I was working in southern Utah uh, covering fundamentalist Mormonism for a year, I got invited to church at tiny little group in the middle of the desert. And they met in a pyramid. And I shit you not, I'm sitting there and they're like, do you see the angel? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do I see the angel? They're like, it's right there. There's an angel right there. And they are literally having visions while they're in while they're in the middle of ceremonies. Did you take the cup of ayahuasca? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they, had, they first vomited and then they could see <laughs> like, angels. <laughs> that's fucking, uh, that's pretty amazing. I like that. That's a, that's a good story. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. They're a good group. Like, they were super nice. And like super receptive, really friendly. Um, Yeah, I see the angel. I I 100 percent told like four people where where I was and how long I was going to be there. Though (laughs) (laughs) you never know what angels say to people, you know, like kill the apostate. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They had a really great name. Let me I'm going to try and remember it. Uh, Righteous branch, the righteous branch of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. Mm. And they're still around? Uh, I don't know. I want to. Were go the, the women dressed like Holly Hobby? No, they were. Um, they were modern dress. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not as fun. No, one hundred percent taking a taking a trip to this pyramid. Where's the pyramid? <laughs> uh, it is near Modena, Utah. Modena. Modena. So Modena, Utah, is like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, it's uh. 
Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. All right. Well, it's sort of west of Cedar City, Utah. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah. Oh, I see the pyramid. Here it is. Yeah, it's a, it's it's cool. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of a, a modest looking. They could have gone bigger. Yeah. What's it like and, on the inside, Jax? Uh, it's like a house. I mean, here's a great example of a fundamentalist group that was born out of Ervil LeBaron murdering someone. He murdered someone and was and then their and then their leader, the person who ultimately became their leader, like had a vision of the murdered person who was like, here's the keys to the priesthood. I'm going to you should you should go to the desert and build a pyramid, friend. Is the Chrysler LeBaron in any relation connected to this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a very unusual name. It is. Uh, all right. Well, uh, closing on on Desnats, I don't think that the conservative uh, Mormon church is going to turn away from this uh, insurgency within their right flank. I think they will probably lean into it or give it some kind of support. Um, that's just what uh, conservatives do. We have a lot more story to get to. So we're just going to leave that where it's at and move on to our next story. So investigating the truth feels good until the men in black arrive to shake you down. But you're not worried because you'll never tell. Never in a million years, no matter the torture, because you've got that paranoid style. There is no evidence of a conspiracy. There's a military plot to take over the government. You've been asking questions about things you know nothing about. Someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... Today it's oil, right? You're nine months from now, I don't think there'll be an electorate, let alone an election. There will be no questions. Is there a kill list for Ferguson protest leaders? I picked this story up from the Chicago Tribune. Two young men were found dead inside torched cars. Three others died of apparent suicides. Another collapsed on a bus. His death ruled an overdose. Six deaths, all involving men with connections to protests in Ferguson, Missouri, drew attention on social media and speculation in the activist community that something sinister was at play. Police say there's no evidence the deaths have anything to do with the protests stemming from a white police officer's fatal shooting of 18-year-old Michael Brown and that only two were homicides with no known link to the protest. So I think in conclusion, we can all determine this is the police death squad at work. Thoughts? Uh, Jack. Or no, Tiwi. We haven't heard from you at all day. <laughs> Tiwi, you, you, you start us off. Uh I would say that, yes, that this is clearly the work of either the federal government or the police. Clearly. I mean, it's clearly. I mean, yeah. the, why not? You know, they're, just, they're taking people down. But honestly, the government does have a history of doing stuff like this. Like, that's a fact. What is your what history do, are you speaking of? Like in the 60s, during the activists then, in that time period, there was a whole bunch of, you know, questionable attacks on activists. What was it, the the bombing that happened in Chicago the of those activists? Oh, and then oh, it was like you're covered talking, up. You're talking about the, yeah, yeah, the um, the black protesters who yeah. were holed up in their house and then the cops were yeah. like, oh, no, 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 close down the streets. We have a special package coming in. And yeah. they helicoptered in a bomb on the roof and then firebombed a house with women and children in it. Yes, yes. That is that what was, I'm referring more, to. Yeah, <laughs> that was a much more overt uh, display of killing, whereas 
in my mind, we're getting to that like Russian Putin-esque uh, level of slayings where people magically just fall out buildings and like, oh yeah, she was depressed. Uh-huh. She was a critic of the Russian government, but now, well, meh, she, you know, found a window. They've upped their it. game. I think that it's, I mean, on its, on the outside, it just, it's incredibly coincidental that these people who probably don't necessarily all have a, a link to each other necessarily are just randomly dying of random in random ways. It, it does kind of uh, uh, batter down our, our sense of, uh, of I guess, incredulity um, because it's like, okay, that's six now. I mean, I guess maybe this could very well be the same kind of uh, dot connecting that everyone with the Clinton body, body count goes through. Um, but who knows if I, I right now at this point, if more people start dying, I know it's the police death squads. Now you're like you basically like <laughs> you're wishing death upon people. I'm not wishing. I'm just saying if it happens again, it's a clear cut case. Then I don't. There's no longer speculation. There are police death squads out there. Is is it going to be? We know it. We know it. So hopefully, hopefully, you know what? No one, nothing else happens. Everyone else stays safe. But. If something else happens, they're just tipping their hand. We're on to them. We're on to the police death squads. Let's move on from that dark story into a much lighter-hearted story. Uh, still within the panoply of uh, paranoia, uh, Trump, he, our dear leader, he has coronavirus. Mm. And all I've been getting since then <laughs> are just tweets and texts oh, and God. WhatsApp messages and Tiwi just smlat- sending me Pictures of all the random conspiracies that are going out there. So, uh, Tiwi, I'll start with you again. Uh, What is the wild internet saying, and how is Trump getting coronavirus Obama's fault? (laughs) So, admittedly, I think the the post that I clicked on was full of idiots. So, I don't want to say they represent the population at large. They do. They, rep- they represent the population of idiots at large. Um, but they overwhelmingly, these idiots, um, believe that the Democrats, I don't really get, I honestly don't really get what they're saying because they just basically are like, this is the work of the Democrats, which then I'm like, wait, what is the work of the Democrats? The <laughs> coronavirus? <laughs> like, right. what? I'm not really sure what you're alleging here because then they're like, notice how no Democrats got it. I'm like, yeah, because they wore masks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, the best one you sent was, why weren't there any Democrats at the Supreme Court nominee ceremony? Oh, like, yeah. Okay, no shit. Because <laughs> we like, don't that's... fucking celebrate this. Like, we're not right. into this. That was a Republican thing. Um, but it, it does kind of uh, kind of peel back the 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 veil and show the the thought processes that that people have. I think that the 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 assumptions they have about, I guess, the world. I don't know. It's just it's weird. Yeah, I got an, I got another one from a uh, Johnny Lappin, uh, our sponsor, and he actually was. I don't know if it was he saw evidence or this was his own particular homespun conspiracy but he was talking about the 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 videos that trump was sending out and he's saying that there's there's either someone is looking for for edit marks where trump is coughing like where oh i saw and they've that. Been removed yeah. that okay so it's, it's out there that's a big yeah. one uh what do you make of that i mean i he's 
I think it's the whole, what is it? He doth protest too much. I feel like Trump is really trying to prove that he's just healthy. And it's actually, I feel like it's having the opposite effect. The whole like doctors that are kind of correcting themselves with their messaging. It just, it basically just makes it seem like you're trying to cover something up. 100%. 100%. Well, also the treatments, the the barrage of treatments he seems to be getting. Yeah, you don't give and, those to uh, a mild case. <laughs> right. Every other doctor's like, wait, he's gone what? Uh, how is this How is this a mild case? He's like, I would give that to a rhinoceros that was like, you know, trying to pull through. Uh, Jax, what have you heard out there? Have you, have you, uh, or have you have tried to avoid this? No, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I've heard exactly what you all have heard, um, that Democrats are behind this, like, a Senate candidate or a congressional candidate posted a tweet that was like pretty odd timing that uh, he gets this and no Democrats get it. And it's like, well, no shit, dumbass. Like y'all just sat shoulder to shoulder without masks at uh, the Supreme court announcement event. What do you think is going to happen? Dummy. But then like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but even Tucker Carlson, he even Tucker Carlson tried to um, perpetuate this theory. He has Donald Trump Jr. on and he says something along the lines of like, it's pretty odd timing. And Donald Trump Jr. shuts him down. So like even Donald Trump Jr. is like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like we don't (laughs) we don't want any conspiracy theories here. Um, so like when Donald Trump Jr. is like the voice of reason, it, oh shit, you fuckers are stupid. <laughs> I saw another one. This is on the Dem side. They're saying that uh, Trump may have had this for a while, but he strategically, rather than like tell anybody about it, he wanted to have that debate with Biden. So it was an assassination attempt. So he knew that, like, that he'd have enough FaceTime with Biden so he could like you know spread it to him. So he That's did that dumb. intentionally. That's dumb. Like Democrats are just as stupid though. Like Yeah. <laughs> expli- expli- like the amount of people who have said to me, I don't even think he has it. It's like, do you think that this is a good thing for him? Like Right. It's not a good thing for him. Like he's been denigrating this virus for months. He has done fuck all in comparison to every other country in the world and then he gets it. 30 days before the election. And so he's got to like quarantine that that is not a good like campaign strategy. That is a bold campaign strategy, but not a good <laughs> campaign strategy. He's nothing right. if not bold. I'm going to add a little conspiracy theory because you you actually threw this out there, Jax, on Twitter. Um, you were uh, begging the Biden campaign not to suspend their 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 ads or whatever, um, because you knew th- that. The, the Trump campaign would just come out and say, fuck it. You were, you know, if it was, if, if things were swapped, the, the Trump campaign would not show the same kind of empathy. And we kind of got wind of that because when Biden said he was going to pull all of his negative ads, the Trump campaign starts uh, Operation MAGA and they, I guess, buy the masthead of YouTube and they're ready just to full in to, to push on this. I do wonder if there could be a strategy there, knowing that the last moment we get Trump, we get Trump sick, put, take him to Walter Reed, hide him for a little bit. Meanwhile, Biden pulls back. He faints. You know, he, he falls for the, the faint. And then Operation MAGA is in, in effect and Trump wins. Yes. I mean, so 
I think the tweet that I sent was uh, they wouldn't waste any time telling you that it's been a long term precedent not to suspend campaigns in the in a campaign year. Um, (laughs) Like they wouldn't do it. So why under no circumstances should you stop campaigning? All precedents, all decency it should be out the window at this point. Like, stop. Oh, yeah, 100%. One, it's an unforced error. Like, it would be one thing if Trump was this vanguard of health and masks and social distancing. And he was just, he really wanted America to get out of this. And he was just suffered. He just suffered in his heart for all the dead Americans. Uh, instead, the opposite's true. And the motherfucker got it. So it's like, all right, you, that's, that's the game you played, motherfucker. So, so now we're going to go ahead and run with the ball straight to the end zone. So I, I agree. I agree. No suspensions. Fucking. But I also think that Biden showing this little em- a bit of empathy um, proves that he is going to suck as a Democratic president. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's not going to crush gonna, anything. He's not going to end the filibuster. He's not going to stack the Supreme Court. He's going to fucking suck. This is the only chance Democrats have, and he's going to fuck it up. I should have saved that for my prediction, but that's not even one of my predictions. But I'm going to add that. That's a bonus prediction. Biden will be win and then fuck it up because he's a, 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 a weak, limp candidate. All right. This next story makes no sense at all. This place of torment! I've got to warn them! <laughs> People react to UFOs in different ways, and this case is one of the strangest. A man claims he needed to get on a flight with alien diplomats. Now he's in a Utah County jail. KMYU reports... Bryce Gerald Dixon is accused of theft of a vehicle and three attempts to escape from official custody after he returned a red pickup truck that he later told police he needed so that he could get to the Coliseum to get on a flight with alien diplomats. According to court documents, Dixon intended to drive the truck all the way to the Coliseum, but felt bad for stealing it, so he returned to the 7-Eleven he took it from and gave it back. The truck had been reported stolen when the owner, who left his truck unlocked with the keys inside, uh, had called 911. First impressions. This is uh, this is a UFO story. It's a <laughs> car theft story. Jax, what are your thoughts? I believe him. I, I don't know. It, Bryce Dixon is probably very well known in the uh, Andromeda Galaxy governments. Of course, he's going to have diplomats show up and want to take him for a joyride we were talking about synchronicities off uh off the off air um this actually was one for me because uh i have been deep diving into the history of bill cooper uh who was uh one of the seminal conspiracists of the 90s this talking about diplomats and aliens and blah 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 it actually fits into one of his uh big set pieces where he believed that uh Eisenhower made a pact with the gray aliens to, you know, abduct humans while also in exchange for giving the U.S. great, great, great technology. So this is interesting. I, I like this. And I, I, I agree with you, Jax. I think that he probably is part of the program mm-hmm. and he was trying to get there. But, you know, he's a good guy and he just he, he didn't want to get there the wrong way. So he brought the truck back. Exactly. You, you don't know what it's like until you hear the voices of the aliens calling to you. It's probably pretty frightful. You don't know what you're going to do. So, you know, you get excited. You steal the first truck you find and you head to the Coliseum like a good boy. 
But, you know, I think that he the, he got a better sense of what was going on as he drew closer. And, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to meet, meet the aliens that way. So he came back. Um, and according to the report, he also got punched in the face for doing the right thing. I'm just saying. Who punched Sucks him? Sucks for him. The owner. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then Dixon, of course, fled. The cops took him. Took him, uh, uh, I think, to a hospital for his injuries, and then he tried to escape three more times from the hospital. So I will, all the while trying to get to the Coliseum. So I will give him a fucking triple A plus for just his gumption to get to the aliens, and hopefully he's out soon. Hopefully he's uh, out soon, and it's just like uh, he was a little bit intoxicated, and he took somebody's car. Guy got his car back. BFD. Exactly. Exactly. No harm, no foul. That's the way it should always be. That's why the aliens picked him, I'm assuming. All right. So uh, let's get this done. Uh, Join us as we peer into unknown realms just beyond the walls of the present. Coming up next, Tiwi Jax and I will reveal our always accurate predictions for the upcoming weeks and months ahead in our Far Off Tomorrow segment right after the break. Now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. Police are still looking for the suspects in the September 23rd Seoul Invictus celebration attacks. Witnesses are encouraged to come forward with any information that leads to the arrest of the group of vandals that attacked congregants of the Ophiuchian Church just before the celebrations were set to kick off. Historian Errol Townsend will be the guest speaker this Saturday at the Perum Community Library to discuss his latest book chronicling the 1932 Eskerton Truth Cult Massacre perpetrated by John and Myrtle Lubbock who led the so-called Eskerton Truth family around Lovell Canyon back in the 30s. Admission is $5 for adults and free to children under 6. And it's not too late to submit names for the Hey King and Queen for this year's Fall Festival. Organizers would also like to remind residents to invite as many people from outside the county to attend the hospitality ceremonies that Friday and Saturday of the festival so they can partake in the Wicker Person Ceremony. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Pahrump. It's that time again to dust off our scrying mirrors and peer into the endless void of time and space as we gaze deep into the unknown country far off tomorrow. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Accurately predict events. Beware the eyes of Mars. And on into the future. All right, let's start off with our previous predictions. This is always fun to find if we actually made any hits. Um, these last predictions were made way back at the beginning of June the and the end of May. Um, so, let's see. I have them all here. Jax... Your prediction back then uh, from our Rage is the Best Medicine episode, um, that was the election will not occur on November 3rd. You gave conditions of it could be delayed, canceled, the dollar could fail and no longer be the currency backing the Petro, so the U.S. will no longer exist. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) As of yet, that still is not even in play, so we'll give you a a, – we'll – 
push that off till till after November. Um, and the other one was also Trump will lose. So you have no points on the board, Jax. Uh, I am sorry. All right. I can take See, that. We, I can take that. <laughs> you had a really strong hit on the last one. So you know what? Uh, you can't win them all. Uh, Tiwi uh, said, so going back, she still has Trump will lose the election. Uh, someone very significant will die of COVID and a small town in America will be destroyed by coronavirus. Those are in play from your first mm-hmm, sequence mm-hmm. of predictions. Um, and it seems like they're still in play right now. I stand but by you, those. Yes. Your latest predictions from the Rage of the Best Medicine episode was more people are going to die from protesting. I haven't paid attention. Have, people, have more people died from the protests? Was that before, what is, what's his name, Kyle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, 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 Kyle and then that other cat who who shot the um, Patriot Prayer guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, more people will die. Now, you added a lot of, uh, you're, you're strung together. So, a lot of people will die from protests. It will be a Kent State situation. Um, the police or soldiers or government will accidentally kill someone of notoriety which will make them a Joan of Arc figure and this will happen during a resurgent kind of Blue Lives Matter counter protest or in the throes of a kind of Blue Lives Matter counter protest. I, I can give you died in protest but I don't know about Joan of Arc. What do you, what, do you, what, what does the panel think? When Wait, when did I make that prediction? Recently, I mean Yeah, that was the most recent Far Off Tomorrow. That was in June. Okay. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I suppose it's still in play, but no hits. I don't think you have any hits on there. Oh no, you do. You have hits on for killed in protest, so you have a hit there. Also, okay. didn't a guy just get killed and his uh friend I don't wanna this feels callous, but <laughs> a guy Welcome did, to the game. <laughs> a man did just get murdered by the police in Texas and he literally did like he was trying to break up a fight like this happened yesterday, I think, or the day before. And that one's already about to blow up because uh, he was friends with some major league ball player guy. All right. So that this might be your Joan of Arc. Maybe. I don't know. But All right, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I Not to be further callous, but I feel like people <laughs> just don't give a fuck about people getting killed. So probably not. So I don't know. I think it has to be. It would. It would probably have to be John, Tom Hanks. Uh, it would point. have to be like, like a white lady. I feel like before anybody will do anything, or maybe a white mm, dude, white or dude. Oprah. You know, it has to be someone they know. care about. Maybe they care about these celebrities more than they care about other human beings. And even according to your uh, your your prediction, it had to be someone of notoriety. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you still, I, I give you one point, so you're ahead. You're leading the pack. Um, these are mine. Coronavirus will prove to be a nothing burger and this will get Trump reelected <laughs> in November as he runs around the country saying he was sabotaged by the Dems and people who believe him. So... That's, a, uh, that's spot on. <laughs> but, but he has not been reelected yet. So I have all the workings for a great hit, but it hasn't come to play yet. So. You also have all the workings for a significant fail. <laughs> a nothing <Yes>. burger. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then I had some about like uh, next year. Um, and then those other uh, two ones that just were lame. So my most recent from the episode 22 was and these are these are all hits in my opinion, but I'll leave it for you to be the judge. 
Trump will further incite his MAGA militia, or I call them maggots, to exercise their Second Amendment rights against BLM protesters. It's pretty general, uh, but I feel like he did it. BLM protests will continue through the summer despite Trump's Insurrection Act bullshit. Because if you remember back in the day, he was actually claiming to uh, invoke the Insurrection Act and to, to, to stymie all the protests. But they, they kept going on because Portland, Portland people, they that's a hit for me. <laughs> a cabinet official will be imprisoned for trying to invoke the 25th Amendment. Mm, I think we're close on this one. Yeah, we could, close. Be, we, we could be right there on this one. Right. U.S. military will use their experimental microwave weapon against U.S. citizens inside the uh, United States. And here's the thing. That is a hit, but... It, maybe with a little asterisk next to it, I found an article for, from the, the protests that basically said that Trump had ordered yeah. his troops to use it, but then they all said, no, 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 we don't need that. We're not going to deploy that. So I feel like I'm still going to call that a hit because it was going to be used, but better minds prevailed. I like it. All right. Uh, so, oh, and also I had another one that wasn't really a prediction. Trump has asked Esper to look for red hat loyalists within the military to police American cities. Uh, I, he did bring in the, the DHS, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe a hit, maybe not a hit. I feel like that was a hit. I feel like that was yeah. a hit. All right. Yeah. So it looks like uh, I'm going to say I have uh, four hits. I'm winning, you sons of bitches. Um <laughs> And since I know you guys did not prepare once again for another episode of Far Off Topic, uh, Jax, no, well, you started last time, so Tiwi, I'm going to give it to you. Um, what is your prediction for this for this session? All right, I'm going to go dark. Uh, Trump will die from coronavirus, and they may try to delay sharing that information. Okay. Um, okay, that's my first prediction. There will be a new Meadows Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> will it be in Meadow, uh, Mountains Meadows? Because that's where it was actually happened, Mountain Meadows. No, but it will be in a prairie area. There we go. Okay. I like it. Do we have a timeline for that? Is that just indefinite? There's going <laughs> someone will be someone. It's going to be okay. So, I'll give you a timeline. Someone will be killed before in a Christmas. Area. Before Christmas. Oh, before Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> avoid uh, meadows, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, avoid avoid all meadows. Um, all right. Okay. I like it. And then uh, I obviously my other ones are still in play, so those are still. Yeah, those are still they're still in play. Um, I will go ahead and read off uh, one of mine because I feel like it corresponds very well to yours. Uh, Trump will reveal himself as the literal biblical antichrist after news reports his death uh, to coronavirus. He will emerge from Walter Reed Hospital alive and fully healed. This will fulfill the prophecy in Revelations describing one of the miracles of the antichrist. Uh, and then the and true end of the world will be scary. <laughs> That's a like good that prediction. I don't like that one. It's it's happening people. We live in the end times and these are the signs. Uh <laughs> Jax, what do you got? No, geek. Yeah. Uh um, I thought you were going to do your 3. Oh no. I was okay, I can I'll, I'll move on to yeah. my, do my 3 cuz you're still trying to think of some, right? Yeah. Cuz you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't prepare. A meteor will breeze past Earth on November 2nd, 
destroying the earth and devolving the world into a Thundar the Barbarian dystopia. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little, a little, I, have to, I might have to rein that in for the reference for the kids. Uh, Thundar the Barbarian was a Hanna-Barbera commercial and it opened up the origin story of their world was that a runaway planet uh, sucked away the atmosphere, did something bad, broke the moon up and transformed the world and brought magic back into the, in, in, into the, the universe. So that's what I'm expecting in November 2nd that we all we just become part of the Thundar the Barbarian universe oh you're the worst (laughs) hey I didn't mention anything about the Chronomachy in this episode and it was right there fresh for the picking Um, that should be my fourth one that the Chronomachy is revealed to be real last one uh, this this one's pretty weak but whatever Uh, Barr will indict Hunter Biden before the election I feel like that's the they're gonna try to use on that. What that. charges? This is so stupid. It doesn't matter. He's already been on on, on bar. Has already been on record saying he can bring charges on people based purely on animus. Just because I don't like you, I can just charge you. What he charges him with, I don't fucking know. But it will be something like just so he can, you know, spike uh. the Biden campaign. That's my prediction. Okay, so that right, that that really uh, went close to my prediction, which is that Bill Barr will charge Joe Biden sometime like in the next week (laughs) again Uh, for no for just some random bullshit well I I think that he's probably going to charge him for uh, spying on the Trump campaign during his time as vice president so um, so yeah that's my that's my prediction Um, my other prediction I'm just going to give you two my other prediction is that at least Oh, let's say three. Let's say three states legislatures will not certify their election results. Interesting. As in because they'll come in too late or what? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it will be a situation where they are probably going to be Republican legislatures that. Uh, Democrats win those those, those yes, states. But Democrats they, they win those states, but they fail, but they but they won't certify it because it's like you know a corrupt election. Uh, everybody's mailing in votes, and everybody knows that that's that can't be right. So we're just not even going to certify. That's fucking strong. I like that one. I like that. I actually buy like both of those actually because I, I didn't think of because uh, the Durham Durham is still out there. He's still out there. Information. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Lighten the world on fire. That uh, Durham. <laughs> that that report's coming out soon, and yes, there will be charges. <laughs> he will recommend charges. Uh, yeah, I like that. Now, go ahead. Do you want to name some states that will the three states? You want to take a take a Whoa. shot at naming? That's a tough one. All right, I'll give those are both. That's a bonus. That'll be a bonus. Arizona, um, uh, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Beautiful. If those, if if that happens, that's that's a strong hit. You might get you'll get double, double hits if each if one of those comes through. So that you you could be a big winner in a terrible, <laughs> terrible dystopian win? world that we'll live in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, oh, I'm excited for this round. This is a good round of far off tomorrow, people. We've looked into the future. It is bleak. Um. So I don't know. Stay inside. Hold on to 2020 for as long as you can. As bad as that sounds, uh, just yeah. hold on because tomorrow is a, is, a, is a terrible day. Um, with that, that's the show. 
Uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones. Tiwi, where can they find you? Uh, I think it's that Tiwi said stuff. You still only think. You should know. <laughs> I never use it. <laughs> Jax, what, what we got? Uh, Captain Jax, 458. That's right. I butchered that last week. It's all uh, good. All new, epi- <laughs> all new episodes are posted to YouTube. Actually, I've changed that. I'm not posting the entire episodes to YouTube anymore because it just seems like a huge waste of time. Uh, I'm just going to post clips. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be.